Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a lovely guest. Her name is Abby Blears, and she's a matchmaking and dating coach. So good morning, Abby. Hello, Lynn. Thanks so much for having me here today. You're very welcome. So today we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of online dating. But before we actually get into that very interesting subject, Abby, what I'd really love to know, and I think it'd be nice for the listeners to know, is a little bit about you and, and what, what has actually led you to be doing what you're doing now. Okay, so this is quite a long story that I'll try to keep short. So <laughs> I actually be an actress and not a particularly successful one for a number of years. And I reached the point where it was really starting to get me down all of the rejection, applying for things, getting nowhere. And I was watching first dates one night with my boyfriend and he said, oh, it's really interesting how they do the matching, isn't it? And I was like, oh my goodness, like, is that a job? Is like matching people up like this a job? It's got to be a job. And I had a little Google and I started to do an internship with a matchmaking company in London called Little Black Book. And from there, I have gone on to train as a coach and I now work for the UK's largest dating coaching company and I also coach my own clients so it's kind of just like progressed from a very small idea into essentially having my own business excellent I love it so just just from watching and being inspired by a a program then sort of led you on this path yeah I mean I've always been really really interested in human beings and I've always been quite obsessed with love and dating and spent much 20s with my friends trying to understand men. Mm. So I've read like of books already and you never know where, what information to take from where. And I just like feel that it's probably the thing that I was meant to be doing all along, but it just took me quite a long time to reach it. Yeah, I can likewise relate to that. So the, the yeah. subject today then around the pros and cons of online dating, where do we start with that one? Well, where do we start? <laughs> It's funny, actually, because a lot of people come to me and say, oh, I hate online dating. It's so bad. It's uh, this thing's happened. That thing's happened. And essentially, I've never met someone who comes to me and says, you know, I absolutely love online dating. And yet many, many people do end up in long term relationships from it. So it can't all be bad. Very true. So that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think. We remember sometimes negative experiences and forget to sort of focus in on what are the positives. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time it could be that you've been on the wrong app or your profiles are like not filtering people correctly. There are of course going to be time wasters, whether you're online or offline. I think when we're online, it just seems like a higher volume because you encounter more people. Yeah, I agree. There's um, 
such a lot of um like you say there's, there's so many options not only with um the people that you can end up interacting with but you know the actual sites themselves isn't there? yeah i mean I, I encountered a lady the other day who was having a bad time and she was like oh been on this website i won't say what it was but it did have like the connotation was that it was for free dating and she was like i keep attracting these really dodgy men and and I was like, oh, do you think maybe it's because you're on the, the sort of the free dating um, option, like where no one's had to invest anything? Mm. And, she was, and it was geared towards like monogamy. So the platform that you're on, I think, makes a really big difference. Yeah. So as a starting point, that, that is a good, good, good thing for people to think about straight away is, you know, what actual site are you actually selecting first and foremost to actually... Uh, choose to put your profile on yeah exactly so you would from what you were saying then wouldn't recommend these these free um you know sort of options because you're more likely to attract you know people that are time wasters or scammers yeah it, it is and also it depends as well on how much that particular app vets people themselves so some of the apps are very good at filtering people out and have really strong algorithms and are very very concerned about the safety element whereas other apps are less concerned about that and you are going to be more likely to come across someone who's catfishing or trying to scam you or is just there for the wrong reasons mm. so i do think you have to pick your app wisely but i do sometimes think that it's okay to start on an app that has maybe like a free option to see how you are with that app and then upgrade to the paid option if you're finding the free option okay and i yeah. think it's better to go with a more well-known app so something like from the match group would be quite good or like eHarmony is quite a good site and just think about what type of relationship you want so there's not much point on tinder if um you're looking for a long-term relationship that said i do know people who have ended up in relationships from tinder but it does have a bit of a reputation for being much more about casual thing so it does depend what you're actually looking for so for some people maybe the the other apps are actually quite good for them. But if you're looking for monogamy, I think you do have to be selective about the app that you're on. Most definitely. So moving on from actually being mindful about what app or, or what site you decide to use, um, I suppose the next consideration is, is about your profile and, and what's good information and what isn't in terms of what you decide to, it's not only put in your own profile, but what to look for in in a matches profile as well yeah definitely and i think the first thing we see and maybe unfortunately the most important thing at the very beginning because we're just working off a very first impression mm. is the photograph that you use so the impression that you're giving on a photograph says a lot about you even if it's not accurate people read into it and then they fill in the gaps with their own imaginations mm. so if you um you know, is it a good photograph? What's the surrounding that you're in? If you're in a, a, a lovely setting, it will give out a nice impression as opposed to being maybe in a very dingy, dark, grubby little pub. Not that there's anything wrong with these places, <laughs> but when we're thinking impression that we want to give, it's good yeah. to think about in the background of the shot, what impression am I giving? 
What am I wearing? What kind of, do I look friendly in this shot? Because sometimes people just, they look miserable in their pictures and then they wonder why they're not attractive. <laughs> like, well, you know, you don't look like the most fun person on the earth. Exactly, yeah. And I think when it comes to, like, obviously I'm saying like, if you look negative in your picture, but also the content of your profile. So if your profile has negative information on there that's not great either you don't want to give out this you know say what you don't want say what you do want in a positive manner rather than say i don't want one night stands or don't contact me if you know anything negative i think you should switch it around or anything that's sort of anti-male or anti-female shouldn't really be on your profile because you're trying to attract, usually, depending, obviously, depends who you are. But if you're, say, you're a heterosexual woman, don't slag off men because they're probably not going to, <laughs> you're mm. not going to attract I'm doing that. You'll probably only attract an argument. So thinking about what to put on your profile. Also, good to not put too much in terms of like generic lists. So think about what makes you different from other people. What sort of, I don't like to say sell, sells you, but we are talking kind of in a sales way. So what makes you different from the next woman? What, you know, why do you like a particular thing? So rather than saying, I like the gym, say why you like the gym. Yeah. And what it is you do in the gym rather than, Oh, I like to go to the gym. I like yoga. It, it could because it just becomes too listy and too generic, and it, pretty much anyone could have written that. Mm. Yeah, so something unique about you know, or even wacky or a little bit crazy about you know something you you could probably share attracts attention. Then doesn't it? Yeah, and I think definitely don't be afraid to experiment with what you put on your profile and see whether different write-ups work better for you. Mm. And also, if you're really bad at writing profiles, some of the apps now make it much easier. So they'll give you prompts. So an app like Hinge, which is quite a young person app, gives like a question that you answer rather than you having to write a really lengthy bio and be the best you know, at writing stuff. Like, Don't worry too much about continuously being interesting just think what makes me different from someone else what are my values how do i put my values onto my profile and how do i keep everything nice and positive think about the type of person that you want to attract and think about what type of thing they might also like so that you can draw that type of person towards yourself don't know if that makes sense yes i think it absolutely does i mean like you say, a lot of dating apps these days do give you sort of questions to answer so that, you know, it makes you, um, I suppose, uh, more likely to attract somebody that's a good match. So if you are a non-smoker, non-drinker, and, that, and that, that's what you prefer in a partner, then you usually get thrown up those people as matches, don't you, as to uh, yeah. people that be a good match for you. Yeah, definitely. So turning then to, you know, if we're talking about uh, heterosexual relationships and it's women wanting to um, attract guys what should they look out for in terms of when they're looking at uh, you know all these different guys profiles as to what could be um, good bad or indifferent about it once again avoid anyone it's basically the reverse or the same thing as what you would be putting in your profile you want to look out for in their profile 
we have to be careful because we don't want to be overcritical because a lot of people just aren't very good at writing profiles. So we have to bear that in mind and not judge mm. too harshly. But if it's a very negative impression, just stay away from it. If they're bad mouthing their ex, stay away from it. If they're making demands or they've written like a couple of words, there's a chance that they're either not there for the, for the right reasons, or it could just be that they're not great at writing profiles. In terms of when a man approaches, I'd always be really cautious around a man who just, just sends out a very blanket, um, generic opening message. So if it's just like, hey, or hey, how are you? It can be a sign that they're just not the most great data, and that's not a bad thing in itself, but it can be that he's fired it out to loads and loads and loads of women. So have a think about, are they asking questions that are linked to your profile? Are they showing an interest in you? If someone approaches and they compliment you and they use your name and it seems like they've put a bit of thought into it, that's a really good thing. Another thing when it comes to like messaging that I would avoid is anyone who approaches and then very quickly tries to get you onto a phone call. And this isn't, this is because what they're demonstrating is that they don't necessarily value themselves because they've not had a chance to vet you on any level. So if someone goes straight in with, hey, nice profile, give me a call, that's the pacing of that's a little bit off. And I'd be careful about that and maybe say, oh, um, I like how forward you are. For me, I'd like to have a little bit of a chat first, if you don't mind. And then if they take that wrong in the wrong way, then we know that this person's not for us, mm. I would say. Yeah, I, I suppose, the, uh, I suppose the, the only caveat on that is that, you know, some of these guys that are scammers and, and fishers do like to, uh, you know, like you say, get, get you off the messaging. But also um, sometimes they want to keep you on the messaging because they don't want you to be able to see who they are because there might be somebody, I don't wish to stereotype, but there might be somebody in Africa who, who may be male or female with a fake profile. So, um, you know, for me, if I was on a dating site, I'd actually prefer to sort of quite early on if it was me, say, look, I'd love to get on a Skype call where I can actually see and meet you face to face. So I'd actually prefer yeah. that so that I can see that I'm actually speaking to a genuine person and not some fake profile. Mm. I, I don't disagree with you on that one. It's more like what, what process works best for you. Yeah. If, some, if you're not comfortable, don't feel pushed into coming off the app. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. You know. It, it really, really depends. But I just be mindful of anyone who tries to accelerate a conversation too quickly and move things at a pace that you're not comfortable with. But yeah. I do think that getting having a process for yourself and getting onto a phone call before you go on a date might not be such a bad thing. And a, and a Skype call, you can definitely see what's going on with someone, can't you? So probably a Skype call is probably better than a phone call. And yet... Maybe three months ago, no one would have dreamed to yeah. <laughs> start in a Skype. It's like yeah. a whole new thing, isn't it? Yeah, and there's plenty of platforms, not only Skype, but you know, other platforms where you can see somebody face-to-face. And 
for me, I'd actually prefer to sort of do that sooner rather than later, rather than have loads and loads of text messages and then realise it is somebody that's purely phishing or, you know, out to scam me or, or whatever, because it's very easy to hide behind a fake profile and then, you know, uh, accidentally, uh, unintentionally get drawn into emotionally um, being drawn to that person uh, on the back of them messaging, you know, lovely complimentary texts back and forth and then you realize actually they're not who they say they are yeah no i agree with you what i meant though was when someone comes straight in mm. with a call it's it just that, that it may demonstrate that they don't value themselves so check that they're not completely <laughs> completely desperate that was the yeah i don't like the word desperate. horrible but you know like that's that's the main reason behind like why are they moving so fast what yeah. does that say about are they going to be very intense with me very quickly is that something that i particularly want i do think that what you're saying is is brilliant advice with don't stay on it for too long but having a short conversation i think is okay massively um, yes yeah i agree have a, have a short brief conversation via text a couple of times first and then uh, you know um really for me anyway this per, you know for me personally speaking from uh, when I was doing a lot of online dating over 10 years ago, you know, um, I mm. found it very beneficial to sort of then get onto a Skype call to see if they were genuine and, or not. And even on a phone yeah. call once, I had a guy saying he was, I mean, quite often you can tell in the way they speak, whether they're British or not. And if they say they're English or American, and then the way they write, you know, you can tell that English isn't their first language. That should be a big, huge red flag, shouldn't it? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely like i i think you can judge a lot from the style that someone's texting you in as well like the language that they're using and it and it can be down to educational background but I totally hear what you mean if you think if it sounds like they're not english probably not english yeah uh, and and you know go with your instinct you know if that that feels that it's not landing or sitting right you know trust that intuition because i did have you know as i say from personal experience I did ha have this happen where people were writing to me and their profiles told me they're English or American and that, that it's obvious that they weren't because you could tell by the way they wrote their English, it wasn't yeah. English, you know yeah. what I mean? And quite often a tip is as well, I've heard from Americans that quite often Americans don't use the words USA, the, um, you know, in their speak, they'll, they'll just refer to usually if they're from the US, from, that they're from the US. So if they, if somebody texts oh. that they're from the USA, um, then, then that's usually a red flag as well, rather than if they say they're from the US. I so didn't know that. Just a little tip. <laughs> now, though, some of the apps are quite good at um, making sure that people can't catfish. There's an app now, uh, you might know it, it's for women and men over the age of 50. Mm -hmm. It's called Lumen. And you have to take a picture of your face and it does like a facial recognition. So you can't be anyone other than you on the app. So that's, I think that's a brilliant idea. Fantastic. Because you know I'm basically impossible to fake that, that's who you are. Yeah, that is a brilliant idea. Because I also um, ended up in a conversation with a guy who, uh, again, was saying he was um, British or American and um, when the call came through it was obviously an american 
um, sorry, an African <laughs> uh, long distance uh, phone code for a start. Uh, so that was a big red flag. And then obviously I could tell he, from his accent, he was uh, African. He wasn't, that he could have been African-American, but I could just tell he wasn't, you know, to me. I could tell he was mm. actually an African guy that was telling me pack of lies. And, uh, you know, it was quite easy to spot that one as not being a genuine person. Yeah. I think sometimes, like, it, we can't, we can't always control what happens on these apps and things will happen that maybe could be unpleasant, but I think it's really important to just know that if something like this has happened to you, that it's not your fault. Because mm. I think there are a lot of people in the world who will, you know, be out for making money or scamming you. It happens all the time. Like they're ringing your house, you know, it could be from, it could be anyone really. And it, and it's just that people are just up for, um, an opportunity they're just opportunistic and if you're an open honest person sometimes we miss this because we assume that everyone else is open hearted and honest but i always think that if something bad happens to you to obviously learn from it but don't blame yourself no and i, th I think that's the trouble i think a lot of people especially if they have fallen for for um you know somebody that has got a fake profile for whatever reason uh, quite often are quite ashamed to admit, you know, that they've been, because uh, they're quite intelligent people, and, and quite ashamed to admit that they, they've fallen for that. And, um, you know, there's no need to be ashamed, you know, because a lot of people have been suckered into these things and, and, and at worst, you know, been scammed out of thousands and thousands of pounds. And, and these are intelligent yeah. people, but, you know, they, they, they rely on the fact that you're going to feel ashamed to report it. Yeah, exactly. So what do we think are the positives of online dating? Because I feel like we've gone, <laughs> yes. we've gone away talking about scammers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's promoting an app, isn't it? Well, I can say... <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> no, I don't want to put anyone off because I did meet a, a fabulous uh, you know, guy through on, on... Well, quite a few fabulous guys on the online dating site. So... Um, yeah, so I don't want to put anybody off. There is an upside. <laughs> so, so what have been your your uh, tips for ensuring you 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 you, in, you get that positive experience from online dating? Then, Abby. What I would say is to see it as your secondary online dating income. So don't see it as, oh, I've got to do this thing and it's not going well and become really like results orientated. So just see it as something that you spend a certain amount of time doing each day and don't focus too heavily on the outcomes. And I think it's really great if you see it as a tool to be creative with and a way of improving communication and just connecting with more people. And with that, there will, there will be a few strange characters and sometimes you just have to block them and laugh it off with your friends you know have someone that you can talk to about what you're doing with your online dating if you feel like you're not very good at vetting people it's quite good to have someone who you trust who is quite level-headed to sort of help you out with it so that you feel more confident on the app i do think that it can be quite fun i know many people who have met people online and i think that it just sort of highlights the good and the bad in the world rather than it being just necessarily a bad place to meet people because you can meet a dodgy character in a bar. Yes, you might notice it more quickly, but you don't always notice a bad character the, the moment you meet them. Sometimes we do get 
blinded by someone's uh, good looks, don't we? Yeah, massively, you know, whether just because, um, you know, somebody shows themselves as being not, not, not I don't want to go down this negative path again, but just because somebody is, <laughs> shows themselves as, as being a, a British guy and turns up doesn't mean he's not going to, you know, have um, dodgy intentions around the reasons why he's met you, does it? So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do uh, feel it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a great actually uh, opportunity for people to meet lots and lots and lots of potential suitors uh you know in in terms of um you know the the access we've got now to to anybody in the world being a potential good soulmate for people yeah i mean it just it it makes it much easier for you to make those connections whereas before we would have to be like hanging out in a bar or be like oh should we go to the where can I meet people? And yes, you can meet people on the streets and in bars and wherever you want to, but it's not always for everyone. And it's like, these people are single. We're in the, all in the same place. You have the volume of people there and then just see it as something that is, it, it just high, heightens your opportunities and increases your chances of meeting someone. Like, there's no doubt about it. And so also it's good, I think, to see it as the place where you make a connection but it's not a place to date. So it sort of goes, spins back to you saying that you want to get off the messaging. For sure, you don't want to stay just having like pen pals and text buddies. Because I think you, that can happen to people. If you can get off the app and onto a meeting or a date, should I say, a meeting, make it sound very formal, <laughs> then that's brilliant. And I think it's just a great way to, to, as you said, increase the amount of people that you're actually coming into contact with. Yeah, massively. So I would highly recommend, you know, just exchanging a few text messages, then from yeah. there progress on to some sort of video chat on whatever platform yeah. you may be able to have yeah. access to. And I think even some dating sites give you that opportunity to do that now as well, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. you know, from there, obviously arrange somewhere um, mutually convenient in, in a face-to-face -face thereafter. Um, I think yeah. that that is my best advice. I don't know what you'd say, Abby. I think that your advice is absolutely spot on, especially finding an app that has the video built into it is an extra measure of safety. Because if you move off to Zoom or something like that, you can't flag it up in the same way. Whereas some of the apps, I think now, have like the ability for you to get out of a call or to, to flag it up as a problem so that those people are eliminated from off the app. So I think it, it just gives you a sense of security knowing that there's the video option within the app. Yeah, definitely. So what, what would be um, something you'd advise, because uh, my audience I know is gonna be predominantly women, um, to um, look for in a potential suitor's profile as being, um, you know, a, a good thing to, to, to look for and progress or advice around, you know, who, who should initiate any contact? Ooh, who should initiate any contact? Okay, so I feel like <laughs> I'm very, um, the opposite of what most, most coaches and matchmakers would say. And I think it's okay for women to initiate with men, but then they have to be careful whether they're now just chasing the man. So if you do initiate, you need to make sure that there's an even amount of communication between the two of you, that you're not then just chasing him. Because I think that does happen where if the woman initiates 
and the man's a bit passive, then they're like, oh, do I initiate again? And you get into this strange situation of you leading when it's much more common for the man to lead. Nowadays, I think men are more cautious about approaching women. And I think sometimes the guys that don't approach women might be the good guys. If you think about the whole like good, good guys like don't want to harass women, they don't want to be too strong with women. And then the more confident men, I'm not saying that they're bad, but we don't know, do we? So I think it's okay for women to approach men, maybe do it in a less, I say aggressive, but a less obvious way. So it could be like, oh, it's 20, 20, 20 now. I'm, I thought I'd just uh, break the rules and just say hello. You know, like something very light and then see where he responds and how he responds. But certainly you want to be looking for someone who's showing an interest in you as an individual and looking for someone who matches to what you might call your key life values. So your views on money, your views on how to raise a family or your views on how much an involvement your family has within your life, your views on things like religion, health and fitness, and not focus so much on interests and hobbies. Because I think sometimes we look for, do they like the same things as me? Which isn't a bad start, Sometimes we miss good people because we focus on that when really it's the values that that person holds rather than their hobbies that they have. And that it's completely fine for you to be, have different interests and hobbies and then do certain things together as a couple. Mm, yeah, absolutely agree with that. And I'd also agree with uh, what you say about, you know, it, it is okay for women to make their first move. Um, but I, I, I put it in the context of, you know, just let him know that you're interested. I mean, some of these apps are great because they sometimes have the opportunity just to wink at a guy, you know, without actually yes. even saying anything. Yes. That's a great, great yes. indicator of a modern way of uh, a woman dropping a handkerchief to let a guy know that she's interested. Absolutely agree with you on that because you don't want to chase him, do you? You don't want to. No, absolutely <laughs> but, you know, not. I mean, some people might want a passive guy. I want a guy who knows his mind. So I'd want a guy to approach me if I'd been like, hey, you know, yes. <laughs> wink, then leave it up to him. He's seen yes. it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Once you've, you don't need to be cold, but you know, once you've expressed your interest and then just let him lead it from there if he's interested. And if he's not, if he doesn't take the hint from there for whatever reason, then, you know, just know he's done you a favour and left you open to meet somebody who is a good match for you. I agree with you totally. So on that note, Abby, thank you very, very much for sharing your uh, great insights and wisdom around the pros and cons of online dating. Could you let our audience members know what, what is the best contact information you can share with them for getting in touch with you? You can head over to my website, which is www.abbyblaze.com. You can also find me on YouTube. I do actually put videos on YouTube. So if you want a bit of dating advice on YouTube, you can head on over to my YouTube channel, which is just my name. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Abby Blairs. I do put my videos on there, but it takes me so long that they do go on quite slow. <laughs> I've got the worst, I swear to you. <laughs> it takes me hours and hours and hours. Well, we'll make sure all your contact information is in our show notes, as usual, for our guests and yeah. as well as uh, Abby's bio. So you get to know a little bit more about her and her background. So thank you once oh. again, Abby. It's been absolutely wonderful of you to spend your time with us today and, and, and share, as I say, some amazing 
bits of conversation and, and wisdom insights around the pros and cons of online dating. Thank you. And on that note, listeners, uh, it just leaves me to say true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.